This Much We Know is a podcast offering an honest and informative perspective of the realities and motivations of setting up a social enterprise. We will be joined by a number of charity leaders and social entrepreneurs whose trading models work to end homelessness. We will be sharing their stories, tips and of course their face palm moments. So today we're joined by Lucy Parrish from The Feed, who's going to be letting us know all about her enterprise journey and, and the background of the organisation. Lucy, if we, can, if we can say hello to you and ask you to introduce yourself and a bit about The Feed as well. Yeah, of course. So hi, nice to meet you both. Yeah, so, so um, The Feed is a social enterprise, obviously. We've been running since around 2014, so we're about seven years old now. We focus on the prevention of poverty, hunger and homelessness in Norwich. And we do that in a few different ways. We run a programme of supported work experience for people who face barriers to employment. So we work with anyone who's been homeless or at risk of homelessness, uh, people with previous drug and alcohol addiction, mental ill health, and people with with an offence history. and, And more often than not, people who sort of having to face one or more of those challenges at the same time. We also run a women's only program, which is a 12 week holistic program focusing on on, on getting somebody back into employment, really. And and with both of those programs, we really focus on building people's confidence, building their motivation. We provide the work experience um, within our um, cafe and our catering enterprise. And that's how we generate the the income to support the the work that we do. Um, but the, the skills that we teach people are all transferable skills. Um, you know, they, they don't have to be wanting to work within catering and hospitality. It's all very transferable into other kind of um, industries. And we work with people on really focused one-to-one support, looking at their next steps, what they're going to do, um, how we're going to help them move into employment or volunteering or, you know, just basically, you know, moving from from not looking for a job for many many years or, or even thinking about it into sort of those first steps into job searching and um, we we work sort of the the most important kind of aspect of it is is how we work in collaboration with other organizations really to be able to offer a really good level of kind of holistic support getting people the the support that they really need so that anything that we do any changes that they make as a result of that are sustainable. So they're kind of really looking at, at the whys and, and sort of getting some help with, with that as well. We're also part of Pathways, which is Norwich's um, sort of partnership that, that looks to address rough sleeping in Norwich in lots of different ways. You know, we have the, the outreach team and resettlement workers. And the part that we play in that is we have the volunteer coordinator as, as a role within the feed. Um, so they look at sort of volunteering opportunities, the peer mentoring that, that happens within pathways once people are in, in accommodation. And also more recently, which has been really exciting because of the work that we do with around food poverty, we have um, run a project we called Nourish. And it was to, it is um, basically offering indoor food provision, evening food provision 
to people who are um, sleeping rough alongside with um, alongside support so that it's in a safe environment people are coming for food and they also have access to to support which again you know looks at at that kind of prevention and, and the people that are harder to engage with so so yeah lots lots of different things that we do me myself I, I joined back in 2018 so I haven't actually been with the feed since the beginning but uh, I came from a very corporate background um, had a bit of a moment where I was just like no I, I need to make my hard work matter more if that makes sense um, I was working very long hours I was working um, with a very sort of high workload which I don't mind doing but all of a sudden I, I was cracking on a bit getting a bit older um, and I thought to myself I, I need this to, to matter more um, and had a bit of a serendipitous moment um, which meant that I ended up applying for a job at the feed not the not the chief exec job but actually a corporate fundraiser role and one thing's led to another so to speak and I and I am now the the chief executive at, at the feed so yeah it's been it's been fun fantastic and I've got away with this so far I don't know if he hasn't noticed but we've got an East Anglian theme going on in season two because I've got we've managed to get a mayor's Suffolk on and now I've got the feed on from Norwich. So we've covered the Norfolk contingent also. So um, I'm pretty, pretty happy with that. Murphy, you're going to have to up it on the Devonshire Cornwall front. I know, I know. I am going to watch this space. But also you have not got away with that. I've completely noticed. <laughs> and the other thing to mention that Murphy hasn't mentioned yet, she is recording from a castle today. I am. Um, I'm, very, I'm currently having a kitchen renovated and so our house is a complete building site. So I've been able to use one of the, one of the rooms at Powderham Castle. So shout out to them. Thank you very much for the space today. Um, but there is, which hopefully won't be listened to in the recording, but we have got a rather aggressively loud ticking clock. <laughs> <laughs> back, back to our wonderful guest. Um, so Lucy, it's really good to have you on um, and a really good overview of what the feed does. Um, and we've had quite a few, I don't know if this is us, it says more about Murphy and I, we've had quite a few food and drink, well, coffee shop related enterprises on. So I think it probably says more about us. Um, but I guess what's interesting, the feed, so I've been aware of you guys for, for a while. Um, and you had a market stall at one point, didn't you? Yeah, we did. Yeah, so we've, we've had a bit of a, a sort of organic, sort of development um at, at the beginning um which meant that yes we, we had the market stall and we had um the training that we offered which at the time was a very structured um sort of one size fits all catering and hospitality training um course and then people would go to the market and have work experience um but it, it was a bit of a safeguarding nightmare really um we had sort of some loan working sort of situations it was very very cold in the winter there and very warm in the in the summer um and so a couple of years ago just before I joined 2018 there was a, a crowdfunding campaign to raise money to open our current premises um which is in on the Prince of Wales Road in Norwich um where it meant we could bring sort of everything in in the same place so we've got the cafe there we run the catering business from there and we also have the um you know we have moved away from the more formal training course um which just didn't sort of suit everybody we wanted to be much more person-led really um and so we developed the the work experience program which is very flexible it can suit you know anybody's needs really in terms of commitment we didn't want to sort of one of our um 
one of our clients said to us, you need to remove the barrier of the training course. <laughs> um, and, and that really sort of resonated me. And I thought, you know, I thought, you know, at the time it was very much, you've got to be here Monday to, to Thursday, you've got to be here from 10 till four. Um, and, you know, when you're working with people who are far away from, from the furthest away from, from the job market, really, um, having that very structured approach really did put some people off. Um, it meant that that sort of commitment was difficult for some people and it led to kind of a feeling of failure. Um, and so we wanted to get rid of that. So our work experience program is completely flexible and people can kind of do it in their own time. So for some people, they want to be there every day. They want to be there all the time and that's absolutely fine. But for others, you know, just actually getting out of bed in the morning and overcoming the anxiety of having to, to go somewhere new like the feeds, um, just being able to do that for one afternoon every week is, is enough for them. So it kind of, yeah, it kind of means that that that's like kind of failure that feeling of failure is is less likely to happen mm. that's really interesting that you're sort of moving organically into a less structured format would you you know to someone who's maybe not in the sector you'd think it would sort of go the other way around wouldn't you um so it's great that it's becoming more person-led and it is about that journey how many people at one time would be working in in the cafe or in the catering offer yeah, so we have, um, so within the kitchens, we have a chef mentor. And within the cafe, we have a cafe mentor, surprisingly, um, who is barista trained and offers all the kind of barista training, which is, which is really good fun. Um, but also all the other elements of kind of working within a cafe. But we have, obviously, we've had to change things um, with recent events in, times, in terms of social distancing. So at the moment, we can have two people in the kitchen and one person in the cafe. So any, any day we're, we have three trainees in at the, the feed doing different things. Yeah, it's hard, isn't it, to ask people running a coffee shop, what's your normal way of operating? It, as we sort of come out of the pandemic, it's quite, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, we've, a, it's a tricky one, isn't it? It is. We've had to change quite a lot. We've had to kind of really review sort of practically what we're doing but also this last year has given me a lot of time to think which is all, always dangerous um but it, it's kind of um change the world has changed um and we we have to change with that otherwise we won't succeed um and that's it's been very difficult over the last kind of it's not even 12 months now is it it's about what is it about 16 months now that, it, that this has been going on but um We've had to change and adapt so many times in the last sort of 16 months. And, and it's quite, it's daunting, but it's also quite exciting because the way, as we came out of this last lockdown, obviously with us being a catering and cafe, we had to close. So we've, we've been shut. Um, and, and as we've sort of come out, it's been quite exciting to kind of review everything and, and look at things afresh and just really make sure that what we're doing now in terms of both our kind of trading offer um, and also the, the support that we give is, is really relevant given, given the kind of new environment that we, we live in now. Fantastic. And so Lucy, you sound like you've been on a bit of a journey yourself in terms of coming from corporate commercial work into, into social enterprise. And we've had a few guests on that have done that, but I do find it interesting. So 
are we allowed to ask what is your what's your preferred sector and what what are the big differences what are the big differences that that's what I'd really like to get to yeah well without a shadow of a doubt I I absolutely love my job now and I've never been able to say that before (laughs) obviously there's been kind of past challenges and things in in jobs that you know parts of it I've enjoyed but um I I absolutely adore uh working um for the, the at the feed it's um, it's changed my life and I you know I can honestly hand hand on heart say that I think for me the biggest difference is the level of kind of challenge that I've in the last kind of couple of years faced challenges that I never knew I would face but also you know overcome them which which is extremely um gratifying but also the you know the level of job satisfaction that you get um the people that you meet the attitude of of your team just you know the working in this sector is really hard work but it's so so worth it um yeah so without you know that's a that's a no-brainer for me it's it's definitely uh this this sector that i i enjoy working in and how have you found, like, just going into, I won't go into too much detail on this, but this is a question we find with a lot of social enterprises, especially those that are moving out, are part of a charity, but they're starting a social enterprise to help generate outcomes, social outcomes and income. How have you found that? Because I find that quite difficult. You, you end up with some people who, they come out of the charity sector, but they still behave very charitous, charity sector-like in terms of when you start a social enterprise, you know, it is about sales and income and selling stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and some charities just don't transition across very yeah. well. Have you, yeah. How have you experienced that? Um, well, I've found, obviously, my background has been particularly significant um, in the development of the feed. And also my operations manager also is from a corporate background. We both have accounting, a qualified uh, accountancy qualifications and we know how to work with money and um, and we're both very kind of driven um we've both worked in sales as as well so all of those things combined mean i very much view the way that we run i mean we we are a business we are a social business and everything that we do kind of reflects that so even when you're looking at the impact that we make I take the view as you know that that's that's part of our business like we we always want to make more impact we we always want to do it better we always want to make improvements we always want to do it the right way so all of those things mean kind of we we join all of that together so the basic kind of running of a business is, is great that kind of sense of wanting it to grow and to get better and you know bigger I mean, better isn't necessarily bigger, but also looking at the the impact that we have as well and um, really sort of focusing on how we can make more impact. And I think, yeah, that, that our background as, as a management team has, has meant that over the last couple of years that we've seen some real progression um, in terms of the money that we generate from income from the income from trade and in terms of the, the level of impact that we're making. Mm, amazing it's it is interesting we have had a lot of people coming on with that have got a similar background or you know have moved from that corporate space into this one and it is that job satisfaction piece that keeps coming out um and I think 
where you've moved into a social enterprise, others have gone into more of a traditional charity background, sort of similar to what Simon was saying, which I think can be difficult, you know, the red tape um, that comes with that space. So I guess you mentioned sort of the pivotal movement, the serendipitous moment that you realised actually, you know, I want to do something that has a bit more social purpose behind it. Are there any other sort of pivotal moments or um, key milestones um, since joining the social sector that, that have stood out to you in terms of the, the work that you're doing or the impact that, that the feed is making? Um, in, in terms of kind of pivotal moments, I actually think that COVID has been a, a real pivotal moment for, for the feed. I mean, as a, as a leader, I've actually been more in COVID than out of COVID, um, if that makes sense. So I think in terms of the way that we have adapted and, you know, I mean, we literally had to close. Our, our source of income stopped <laughs> overnight. Um, and so, yeah, don't get me wrong. I had that moment where I shut myself in, in the bathroom and had a good cry and thought, oh my God, this is gonna be the end. Um, and then I, you know, I put my, my big girl pants on and thought, no, it's, you know, it's not, you know, we're going to adapt and we're going to change and we're going to be relevant. And it's that kind of COVID for me has, has caused that kind of pivotal moment in lots of ways. It's, it's made me believe um, in myself a lot more, which which can be really impactful on a on an enterprise. You know, I know I know what we're if we're capable of doing what we did have done over the last sixteen months, then then we're capable of anything. You know, I it, now it's just sort of given us all that confidence to to grow. I mean, what we did over um, the last sixteen months and and how we were were able to kind of survive is testament to the previous relationships that we've worked hard to build in Norwich with people like um, Norwich City Council and the other local authorities which meant that we were able to provide so over over lock, the lockdowns we were basically contracted by the local authorities to provide food parcels for people who had been placed into emergency accommodation on under the everyone in um, instruction so that that replaced our income, um, which meant we, we could continue to provide the support to people, albeit in different ways. I mean, obviously we can't provide work experience for people or we couldn't, um, but we were in a, you know, we were able to continue to support people in different ways, like with, with you know, the Zoom calls and the groups and everything that everybody's been doing. Um, so yeah, I, I would say that that really has been a, a pivotal moment, and and because of that, so we I think we did about four and a half thousand food parcels over, over the first lockdown, and then we've been doing all sorts since. But um, our profile was raised, of course, and and so we are now much we were quite a small little enterprise that not many people have had had heard of, unless you were kind of in this sector. Now you know we are really highly thought of, and and a lot well you know more well known than we were so it, it you know whilst it's been really awful it's it's also been really you know a, a real pivotal moment for us some silver linings there yeah definitely yeah, I've, yeah. I've definitely heard the feed pop up um over the last 12 months more than more than previously which is just great I think you touched on something really interesting here which is that the lockdown has kind of forced us into more collaborative working models 
for a lot of people, you know, getting to know who's working around you, how are you filling those gaps for the emergency that's, that we're in? Do you feel that it's changed the way that you're going to work with, with potential partners, with others, you know, having that raised profile? Um, I think, in so we've always been, because uh, we're so little, it's important, you know, we, we can't do it all. And there's also no point in doing it all when other people are doing it perfectly well already. And, and we've always always had that philosophy anyway and we would much rather you know work in collaboration with organizations that are doing um something really well already than duplicate um it or try and try and duplicate it um so we've always had that philosophy but i think what this has has meant is that other people now have that philosophy and so a lot of doors that we tried to push on before that were closed are now opening um and there was a real sense, especially, and I mean, Norwich is, is getting bigger, but it's still, you know, it's still a small city. You still know most people, <laughs> most organisations within the city. Um, and, you know, there, there's now a real sense of community um, that's come out of what's happened. Um, we already had those kind of relationships in place with the other kind of pathways, team members, etc. But um, I think, yeah, as I, as I say, I think the doors doors are, that we are pushing on now are, are opening and, and that's, um, and, and people are much keener to kind of work with each other and have seen how much it's made a difference. That's brilliant. We haven't really touched, Murphy, much on the pandemic in the podcast. We've been sort of skirting around it a little bit, haven't we? But actually, it's really nice to hear an organisation like yourselves that have really come out on top in terms of approach. And because you could have just shut down for the 16 months and, and done the furlough thing and, and just not worked your way out of it. You could have just got, you know, rolled over. So I love it. It's really good. Um, and I'm going to nick Murphy's favourite question now. Um, I know I've beaten her to it. It's just the way it's fallen. So um, throughout, I guess, looking back on your last few years at the feed, um, have you had a favourite facepalm moment? So a moment where you've thought, what am I doing? This is this is a disaster or I wish I, I wish we'd actually sat down and thought about it before I'd done that um so yeah what have you got um face palm moments I think when I first took over as um chief exec we had um so I'd really for me the, the first thing I I wanted to do that like my my aim was to generate more of our own income. I really wanted that, you know, the, the kind of reliance on, on grants or sort of delivering training contracts with sort of high levels of reporting required. Um, I really wanted to be able to, to have more say in, in what we did. And, and so, I, you know, my first focus, I guess, was let's let's grow the biz let's grow the catering business let's go all out let's let's do this um and as i say my operations manager is extremely driven um and so we, we had a conversation where we we looked at what we needed to achieve to sort of aim to be, become more self-sufficient um and we set off on our on our kind of journey to do that and there were times where it's that kind of typical thing where you're trying to grow but you can't yet afford to resource the, the level of growth that you need. Um, and so we had sort of a good month where 
we had the chef off sick and it was her and I and we were in the kitchens you know from five o'clock in the morning till 11 o'clock at night and there were catering orders stacked up in everywhere because we'd had that kind of success of growing and and really driving those those kind of orders to come in and we were just working kind of all of the hours um I'm not even a, you know I'm not a chef I I don't I was just sort of the chief exec in the kitchen being told what to do you know how to make what we needed to do and it was one of those moments where you think oh my god what what have we done you know ha, what have we done this right is this the right thing to do and I remember one evening driving home um a journey that I've done many 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 times obviously and I I was so tired I got lost and I, and I, I didn't I was just sort of looked around and I thought where am I I have no idea I just wasn't focusing on on where I was going and I went in the next day and I, I said to Gemma I said I got lost on my way home last night I'm so tired and we both kind of felt the same but you know it, it's necessary I, it, I you know I really want I really want us and I still want us to you know continue to, to generate as much of our own income as we we can and we call it, we say fun. We say it's been fun. If we have a fun day at the feed, it doesn't necessarily mean it's actually been a fun day. But, so there you go. <laughs> I love it. Keep it positive. Yeah. Fantastic. I love that. I love that FaceTime moment because actually it's sort of a too successful for your own good. <laughs> you know, yes. we've, we've, you've done what you wanted to do. And I think, you know, social entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, will will resonate with that that at those early stages when you are at that growth time it's just all hands on deck and it can be extremely exhausting but if you do have that you know camaraderie within the team to you know pretend it's fun even if it might not be and that's brilliant and I was, I was actually having a little look at your website early looking at the menu and it sounds absolutely delicious there was a goat's cheese bacon and red pepper truffle canopy and I honestly started drooling when I read it it's <laughs> <laughs> me all over so yeah I can see can see why it's took off that's Murphy putting it in for, putting in for an invite basically yeah uh, this is my not so subtle are, hinting yeah you are more than welcome anytime and and I have to say you know hats off to Gemma who who's the the operations manager she she has a background in catering she used to run her own catering business um and we we employed her um just after I, I joined to really kind of get to grips with the, the catering side of things. And, you know, she's, she's been absolutely phenomenal and all of those uh, recipes and menus are, are hers. So yeah, they, um, they do go down well. We do get some really good feedback as well. Yeah, it is good. It is good food. I went to a conference in Norwich and it was oh, catered by the feed and it was yeah. just, you know what it's like normally when you go to a conference, you get there first thing in the morning and it's like a, a dry old set of pastries and some bad coffee. And then you guys were there and it was, it was like, can I go back and have seconds? Is that oh, allowed? Nice. It was really good. Oh, that's so good to hear. That's, that's why, that's basically why you're on the podcast today because I enjoyed <laughs> the food. I bought you uh, with a bacon butty. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's definitely it. Um, I guess what were, based upon your face palm moment, which is really good because it's one of those, I have to be honest with you, self-inflicted. Yeah. You, you went out there and you made those sales and then thought, oh, now we're going to have to actually deliver the goods, as it yeah. were. Um, so I, I think it's a great one. Um, what advice would you give to somebody else who was sort of starting out? Because this podcast, what we're trying to do is get other people to think about getting involved with social enterprise and using it as a vehicle for getting people, you know, 
back on their feet, employed, trained, you know, that sort of stuff, um, as well as generate some income into the sector and help us to, to mix it up a little bit. Um, so what advice would you give to somebody in that position, sort of just starting out? Um, prepare to work hard. Um, I think, you know, I think at the very beginning, especially of, of establishing sort of a social enterprise and then each project that you then develop from there, it is quite sort of front loaded. Um, there's a lot of hard work to be done at the beginning and, you know, do expect to be rolling up your sleeves um, and, and joining in and getting on with it. Um, I think as well, the thing that's been the real success at the feed is um, building my team, um, you know, really good recruitment, really empowering people to take ownership of, of the role. Um, I'm not a, I, you know, I'm not a micromanager. I don't, I've never, I would hate, hate to be managed like that. And so I, I don't manage like that. And um, it's meant that lots of people have really flourished in their roles, have really kind of grown and, and developed. And um, therefore, it means that I have the trust in them that, that they can do their, their job whilst also them knowing that I'm here for them, uh, if, you know, if they need advice or guidance at, at any time. Also recognising the fact that other people are better than you at stuff, that, you know, that for me has been, I'm a bit of a control freak. So that realising that actually other people within the team are better at doing stuff than you are and, and letting them do it uh, is a really good that that's that's quite a sort of key moment for me. I was like, I don't have to do all of all of this because actually some, there's somebody better to, to do it. I'll do the stuff that I'm the best at and they can do the, the stuff that that they're the best at. And then, you know, that that comes together um, really well. Um, and the other thing I would say is really build relationships with with other organizations. I mean, that has been a massive point of you know a lot of um the successes that we've had has been because we've had relationships a lot of opportunities have presented themselves because we've had relationships um with other organizations um in particular you know with kettle foods um who you know were we were their kind of charity partner for for many years um which has actually let has has kind of finished it finished in December but what we've been able to do as a result of that is recently um, or at the beginning of the year we tendered for their in-house staff canteen bistro um, which had been previously run by a very large catering organization for many years um, and they put it out for competitive tender and and we've were awarded it so um, on the 4th of June we took over running their staff bistro um, we it meant that we tupied in um, six new members of staff so our staff team went from 11 to 17 overnight um, and um, that having that kind of uh, you know re relationship has, has and really working at it really you know keeping those levels of communication and being honest has led to such a fantastic next step for the feed in in our kind of empire taking over <laughs> i love that i love that i love the fact what you've done is 
you've taken quite a traditional relationship, charity of the year, corporate partner, that sort of thing. And you've and you've flipped it into a into a, a business yeah. arrangement. Into yeah. a, I tell you what, we'll supply and you know we'll supply you with what you need. Yeah. At a competitive rate, and we'll help people. It's yeah. like yeah um, absolutely it's fantastic it's yeah. so good and actually a really replicable model as well mm. Mm, definitely. Yeah. and I think those pieces of advice Lucy have been really really interesting and really relevant and definitely something that we're seeing across the sector in that you know improving those recruitment pieces um empowering people and and yeah sort of acknowledging everyone's got their skill set and you know there is sort of so many rungs on a ladder if you like you know you, you can't be all of them is there any particular conversations that you've had with people in the sector or mentors, previous colleagues that you think have been really valuable and that advice has, has come from? Is there any anyone you can think of in particular? Um, I have a strong, a strong board um, with people that have worked in the in the industry for, for many, many years. Um, and so I'm always very keen to, to hear their views on things in terms of kind of what um you know the the way that we do things um I, I also um I think a lot um of the so the previous chief executive at the feed um one of the reasons I, I wanted to kind of take over when he left was that I enjoyed the way he managed me and I didn't want to be managed by anyone else <laughs> at the feed. And so I thought, you know, actually what I want to do is I want to continue to kind of manage people the way he did, which was really, you know, if you have an idea, let's run with it. Let's, you know, let's empower staff to, to make those choices and decisions. Um, and so I really wanted to, to kind of carry that on. And, and that's, that's what I did. And, and, you know, he, for example, was very much you know there's somebody here that can do this better than me then I'm going to get them to do it get the right person to do the job yeah fab and final final question for me Simon I don't know if you have any have any others you would like to ask um is there any any particular enterprises at the moment that want to watch you know who are you who's at the moment that you're seeing doing good things so in Norwich there's a real kind of build-up of social enterprise in terms of becoming more, uh, the sector becoming more recognizable. And so there's lots of kind of social enterprises working together. We, we have um, Your Own Place in Norwich who um, have, you know, have a really strong kind of focus on the prevention of, of homelessness by sort of providing kind of mentoring and, and training to people. Um, and they're doing a lot of work recently to kind of um, concentrate more, more nationally rather than just in, in kind of Norfolk. So that's really exciting for them. I'm really excited to kind of see that growth. That's, that's, that's great. Yeah, no, I've seen their profiles sort of raise massively, hasn't it? Yeah, it? yeah, it has. We, yeah. We've, got, we've got Rebecca on the list, haven't we? Oh, yeah. have you? Okay. Okay. Uh, we... Um, yeah, we need to get her on, Murphy, I think, actually. I Our list yeah. gets, every time we speak to anyone, we're like, oh, that sounds great as well. Oh, that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but yeah no definitely one to watch Fun. I think they're, they're a really exciting model fantastic it's been uh, Lucy it's been great having you on today it's really good um yeah, I'd just, I could stay on all day and ask you loads more questions, but I guess you've got things you've got to do. Um, but yeah, no, we really appreciate having you on. And um, yeah, keep in touch. I think we're going to do Revisited, aren't we, Murphy? Yeah, I plan to. So ex- I want ex- my canopy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you yeah. are more than welcome anytime to come and have some taste tests. So that's so Murphy's coming to do Revisited on her own so she doesn't have to share the food out with yeah. me. <laughs> Love it. I'll share, I'll share. Oh, um, no, but before you go, most importantly, how do people find out about the feeds? Is Twitter and website, that sort of yeah, stuff? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So we've, we're just, just about to have a new website launched um, within the next kind of month or so, but we do have an existing website, which is um, thefeed.org.uk. Um, and then you can find us on, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, wherever, wherever you look. Yeah, please do, do, um, do, do look us up. Great, thank you. We'll share those on the website as well. And if anyone who's looking, um, any other questions that you'd like us to pass on as well, do get in touch. Um, Lucy, it's been so great to have you on. Thank you so much for sharing the the story of the feed and and your journey as well. Oh, thank you for having me. We'll see you soon. Thank you again. Okay, Bye. bye. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe for more episodes or follow us on Twitter at thismuch underscore we know or email us at thismuchweknow at homelesslink.org.uk.